All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tap Roots Conversation. Um, I'm Dr. Nicole Bonner, and I'm a chiropractor. I've been practicing for 20 years. And I'm Dr. John D'Ambrosio. I'm also a chiropractor, and I've been practicing for 28 years. And we want to introduce Dr. Clint Steele. He practices in Maine, and he graduated in 1993. Clint, introduce yourself and let us know where you graduated from. Well, I'm Dr. Clint Steele, and I've been practicing for 27 years. Uh, and I live in Maine and uh, rocking and rolling, man, helping, uh, helping change the, uh, the paradigm of chiropractic from neck and low back pain to, to the brain and nervous system, which is where chiropractic belongs. Awesome. That so awesome. where did you graduate from? I graduated from Logan in 1993. Set out to conquer the world and through, through chiropractic. You know, I was going to change the world. You know how we are when we first graduate. And then, yes. and then you go and you open your doors and you think, okay, man, people are just going to flood the doors, right? As soon as I open, I got my sign out there, beautiful sign. No one comes in. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> you know, I had one patient the first probably two months. I had one patient, seen him three times. He still, he still talks to me. He says, he, he calls him, hey, it's, when he calls me, he says, hey, it's patient number one. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> that's 27 years ago, right? Um, but, um, you know, and, and the other thing that, that kind of threw me was, uh, not only did not people not come rushing in, but people only wanted me to take care of neck and low back pain. I'm like, wait a second. This is like, this is not what I expected. So anyway, it is what it is. Now that's, yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah, go ahead. sorry. No, I was going to say that's, that's fascinating because I think, I think probably all three of us had that experience coming out of school. You know, we're, we're on fire. We're on fire about the purpose and the principle. And uh, you open your doors and you're like, all right, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. right. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and you practiced. So can you tell us a little bit about your early years in practice? Like we want to know, I'll, I'll just share this real quick. Um, I was talking to a chiropractic student because as, as you guys know, I coach uh, chiropractic students. And one of the, some of the feedback that I get from students is that, you know, I hear all these docs doing all this, this great stuff, these high volume docs. And what we really want to know is what did they do wrong? Like, what did they learn that I, like, what is it, what should I not do? So um, I, I think we all have those stories. So would you mind sharing a little bit about what your early years in practice were like? What did I do wrong? Is that what you want me to do? You're asking what were my early years in practice like, but really you're wanting me to share what I did wrong is what you're trying to get at. Are they synonymous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I did wrong. Um, first off, I, I didn't share the truth of chiropractic with my following. You know, you graduate, you need money. You know, I had to pay student loans. I had a, a young family at the time. I had to, you know, make money for them. And so as patients started coming in, I kind of gave up my, um, I don't know if I want to say my values, but maybe my chiropractic values uh, in that, you know what, come on in. I know you just want to get rid of neck and low back pain and I'll, you know, come on in, I'll, I'll take care of that for you. Thinking in the back of my head, I'll, I'll be able to convince them otherwise at some point, you know, that, that chiropractic is for a lifetime and they'll, they'll stay. And it never happened. And 17 years, get this, this is the other mistake that I made. I stayed at it for 17 years thinking, you know, what's, what's the, uh, what's the quote? Um, definition of insanity. Yeah. The definition Do of insanity. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. 
that's that was me it was printed right back then i had <laughs> i had hair but it was still on my forehead right there man insane because 17 years go by now, now I grew a practice. I wasn't starving. I ended up getting to the point where I was seeing 130, 140 a week, but I had a, a PBA of 12, which for the listeners listening, a lot of students don't know uh, what the term PBA means. Hopefully Nicole, Nicole you, you coached them on this. Uh, for those that don't know, patient visit average, basically it's how many times a patient sees you before they leave never to return, right? And I had a PBA of 12, which is not only a poor healthcare model, but it's a poor business model, man. Like you think about it, Coca-Cola or seven up or, or Pepsi, if they had someone only buy their product 12 times and then never again, they would not even be close to where they are now in regards to, you know, financial business wise, you know, the whole thing. Right. Right. Uh, and so 17 years go by, I continued to do the same thing. I was constantly looking for new patients, which that's mostly where I lost my hair. I think uh, I was stressed. I was stressed. Where's the next new patient coming from? And so after 17 years, I said, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. This is not what I signed up for. I couldn't figure it out. And um, I had, get, get this, I had 7,000 patient files at the end of 17 years, and I still needed more new patients to pay the bills. Wow. Because most of those patient files were like sitting in a closet somewhere and, and they weren't coming in to see me. Wow. So. That's interesting in many ways. And one thing was the way you came out of school with your philosophy. Now, you said you graduated from Logan. I graduated from life. Every school has a different philosophy. What kept you grounded in school to be able to graduate knowing how you wanted to practice chiropractic and not in the headache, back pain model, which a lot of schools are teaching? Well, here, here's the thing. This is probably the other mistake that I made. You know, during school, Logan, Logan wasn't a strong philosophy school, and it's even worse now. Uh, I didn't. I, I figured, I, I assumed, okay, I assumed that everything I needed to know, the school was teaching me. And, and that wasn't the case. You know, I had friends that were going out, they were going to DE or they were going to philosophy seminars or they were going to technique seminars and they were, they were like just soaking it in. They, they were sponges, right? And when they got out, like they blew up, man. They were like, I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like, I, I don't even, what, what did you do? And looking back on it, man, I was like, I, I, didn't, I didn't do any of that stuff. I worked my job so I could keep my student loans down and I didn't do any of that extra stuff that I, I thought I didn't need to do. And looking back on it, I wish I would have done it. Now, get going, I guess we'll move up to my current state, right? At some point. Yes. So maybe I'll share that a little bit later, but at some point I had to do that, I guess is what I'm getting at. At some point you've, you've got to do that. You've got to become so certain about the truth of chiropractic that people coming in saying, you know what, just, just get rid of my neck pain and, you know, five or six visits, doc, and I'm good. And you got to be able to draw the line at some point and say, uh, that's not what I do. Uh, there's a doctor down the street that'll do that for you, but that's not what I do. And when I did that, my practice blew up and we'll, we'll get into that in, in a few minutes, I'm sure. But yeah, that's huge. You know, we talk a lot about mindset and, um, you know, in my opinion, in 20 years of chiropractic in practicing chiropractic, it's all mindset. It's, you know, systems are there. We're going to talk about systems in a little bit. Systems are important, but the mindset is what drives the systems. It's what drives the practice. And, you know, I'm just going to recap a little bit about what you said, and then we're going to move on. But it sounds like after, you know, you graduated from school, you're on fire for the principal. But then when you got into reality and you had these bills to pay, you had a family to raise, which is a reality for all of us. And especially our students coming out of school, um, 
something happens to the mindset and you get stuck in this scarcity mindset. And when you're in a scarcity mindset, well, you'll, where you'll just take on any patient really to pay your bills, um, that that's where people get into trouble. And my, my concern, one of the reasons why I started um, helping students is because they're not getting this Clint in school. They're not getting a strong, I mean, there's only one school right now that I know of, it's Sherman, that's even teaching the principal, but I have students that are applying for associate positions in my office, and some of them are coming from other schools that don't even recognize subluxation, right. they don't recognize um, nervous system and organ dysfunction, and it's all, they're learning all neck and back pain. So before we jump on to where we are, do you have any any words of wisdom, or do you want to speak to that, of, of of how that's affecting our profession, which is ultimately affecting humanity. Because if our profession is not practicing what I call real chiropractic or, or, or what is chiropractic? I mean, I, I hate even the terms of principled chiropractic versus not. Chiropractic is chiropractic and anything different is just not chiropractic, right? So right. I know I'm getting a little fired up. I'm like getting a little heated, <laughs> but- um, Go, girl, go. <laughs> But the thing is, is that, you know, if we don't, if we don't keep what we, what we know to be true about chiropractic, it's not just going to be a downfall of the profession. It's a disservice to humanity. And can you speak Amen. to that? <laughs> I think you just did. You just <laughs> did. Here's the thing. First off, I want to correct you on some. I, I wasn't on fire for the principal when I came out of school. Okay. And that, that was my point. I didn't, I didn't do this stuff. I figured everything I needed to learn, I, I you know, I was learning in my classes and, and that wasn't the case, especially from a philosophical standpoint. And so uh, I needed to do that. So if you're not going to Sherman, uh, if you're not going to life, those are the two schools that I, I think are, are, again, life is probably not as, as, as much as Sherman, but regardless, you know, I had a student uh, ask me one, one time, you know, what would you recommend? I'm going to Northwestern or, or um, yeah, Northwestern, right? Is that right? Up in yeah. uh, Minnesota, yeah. and I said, "Well, I said I would choose a different school if I were you." And he said, "Well, I'm already, I'm already in, I'm already accepted, I already plan on going." I said, "Well, you better get out of those classes, and you better get some philosophy in your head, and and understand the truth, and and, and watch who you follow. Visit some school, visit some um, doctors and some clinics that are are practicing what I call the truth of chiropractic. You, you mentioned the real chiropractic. I call it the truth of chiropractic. Mm -hmm. that, that chiropractic is about the brain and nervous system. And the research is starting to show that now. And so going back to what you were, you were talking about, Nicole, um, you know, focusing on neck and low back pain is absolutely doing uh, not only the profession a disservice, you a disservice, your patients a disservice, but humanity a disservice. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing, people are right now out there dying. They're, they're literally dying, okay? Mm -hmm. Because they have no idea what it is that we do. Yeah. And they think we just do neck and low back pain. And so when they get diabetes or they get um, IBS or they get Crohn's disease, uh, they have no idea that it's about the brain and nervous system. And so they go and they get medication, okay? Which obviously screws up everything leads to a second medication, leads to a third medication. And, you know, maybe 10 years down the road, maybe 30 years down the road, they're in a hospital suffering and, and they end up dying uh, with their last probably 10, 15 years being a horrible life because they're suffering and, and it sucks. Because chiropractors aren't 
taken what, what needs to be done to share the truth of chiropractic. So stop caving. This is what I did. I caved for money, okay? Just to accept people so that they could come in. I told the insurance company, fine, I'll just, I'll just take 12 visits and, and I'll, I'll do it, right? Because I needed to pay the bills. Right. 17 years, I screwed up. This is a story I want to I want to share with this. I don't know how long this is going, but I, I need to share this story, okay? Go for it. I'm in practice in a town here in Maine, okay, for 17 years. Um, I knew a lot of people. Most people knew knew that I was a chiropractor, but they they had no idea what chiropractic was because I didn't share with them. They thought it was neck and low back pain. Okay, so I go through 17 years. I quit. I already shared that part of it. Three years go by after quitting, and I say, you know what? I'm getting back in. Um, I'm going to start back in. I started in a new town, sharing the truth of chiropractic, okay? My practice blew up, okay? Focused on the brain and nervous system. My practice, I had $1,000 to my name in a 700-square-foot office. I went from zero to 500 patient visits a week in six months. Six months. I had never seen more than 130, 140 a week in my entire 17 years of my previous practice, okay? I now have PVA over 150. I stopped accepting new patients about a year ago because patients that started with me five, six years ago still come in on a regular basis to get adjusted, okay? Here's, here's the part that I want to get to, though. Everyone that comes into my office gets a tour of my office. That includes the Truth of Chiropractic. I call it the Truth of Chiropractic Tour. They get to see testimonials of people. They get to see before and after pictures of, of, of brain scans from the neuroinfinity. They, they get to see all this stuff. One of the things that I had on there was one of my very first patients when I got back into practice was a 21-year-old girl with Crohn's disease. She came in, she responded unbelievable. Like within three months, she was going to a regular doctor for her, her blood test. At third month, her doctor says, we got to redo these because this, this, they're not coming back right, right? And so finally they said, you don't have Crohn's disease anymore, right? It went into spontaneous remission, okay? So here's the deal. I had another guy that lived in the town before in my practice he moved, I didn't know him. He moved to the same town where I practice now. He walks in my door, I give him a tour. I, I share with him this testimonial of the 21 year old girl with Crohn's disease. He says to me, oh, did you know so-and-so the insurance agent back in my old town? I said, yeah, I, I, I knew of him. I didn't know him, but I knew of him. Um, you know, we, we ran in the same circles. So he probably, he knew that I was a chiropractor or whatever. He said, he just committed suicide. Wow. I said, what? He said, yeah, he just committed suicide. He left, he, he, he left a wife and two little girls because he had Crohn's disease and he couldn't handle it anymore. And I went in, when this guy left my office, I came into my office and I started bawling because I thought 17 years, I didn't share the truth of chiropractic. It may have saved his life if he would have known the truth of chiropractic. I'm not saying it, 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 it would have, absolutely but it may have, but I'll never know because I never shared that truth. And he never, he, he may have never have known what chiropractic was truly about. Mm. So that's, that's really powerful. And I think besides the emotional takeaway and uh, the real truth behind chiropractic, I think a lot of students struggle and, you know, they try to come up with, well, what's, what technique should I practice? What fee should I charge? But in reality, I think probably from your experience and pro probably from ours collectively, it really doesn't matter. It's really as long as you are telling 
the truth about chiropractic, does it really matter what your fees are? People struggle and go through paralysis by analysis. So, well, I, I don't know what to charge or I don't know, is this the best technique? But when you look at the big picture, do you feel that those are minor aspects once you have that other piece in the, uh, the puzzle taken care of? Doesn't every chiropractic te technique work? Absolutely. I mean, you hear about these miracles that happen. Oh, what technique was that? You know, diversify. What technique was this one over here? You know, TRT, what was this one? Active, like, what the heck? They all work. Okay. Bingo. So, yeah, figure out. Figure out what you want to do, what works best for you now. I do a high, you know, I have, at my peak, I've seen over 100 a day. Um, from a physical standpoint, I don't believe that I could be adjusting diversified, see 100 people a day and, and you know, for a long term. So I love TRT uh, for the reason that it allows me to see high volume. And, you know, I, I spend a li very little time with my patients. The adjustment is amazing and it's uh, low force on me as well, Okay. So, you know, take those things into consideration, but ultimately, yeah, it, chiropractic is chiropractic, like Nicole talked about. It all works, okay? And that's bottom line. Yeah, and as far as fee, fee structure, you know, or fee schedule, whatever, like, yeah, man, it's, go out and share the truth. Go out and share the truth of chiropractic. People want what we have. They are looking for what we have. They just don't know we have it. We've got to share. When you start doing that, your practice is going to explode. I promise you. Yeah, absolutely. Can I want to take Clint? I want to take a quick step back and just can you bottle up for me in words, or really for students in words, what changed inside of you from seventeen years of? Because you know, really, your volume is directly proportional to your desire and your level of consciousness, right? It's your like your ability, how many people do you have the ability to love in a day? So what changed in you, if you can bottle it into words for a student that went from a, a, a practitioner seeing 130 visits a week to over 500 visits a week with a PVA. Your PVA man is like 150, is that right? Yep. 150 yep. visits, that's like outstanding. So for you students to put this in perspective for you, the average chiropractor PVA is 12 visits. That's right, John? The average chiropractor right now PVA is 12 visits. Yeah. Clint's, he's, Clint's PVA is 150 visits. What? Bottle that up for us. Share that with the students. How, how do you do that? So <clears throat> this is what happened to me. I got out of chiropractic. I quit. I started a couple other businesses. Um, I found myself broke after about three years. And uh, I started selling Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door. Okay. Uh, it was embarrassing. I was calling friends to, to come and show them a vacuum cleaner in their house. And they said, well, aren't you a doctor? Like, what's up with this? So it was embarrassing. But about that same time, uh, a few things happened. Number one, uh, a friend of mine was sharing Facebook posts uh, of testimonial, chiropractic testimonials. This is why it's so important, docs, that you get these chiropractic testimonials out there. I'm not talking neck and low back pain. He was sharing testimonials of things like asthma and allergies and depression and anxiety and a 12 year old with bedwetting and, and like just crazy stuff. And so I, I thought to him, I thought, you know, I've been in practice 17 years. All I've ever seen is neck and low back pain. He's got to be doing something different. 
he's got to be doing something different. So I call him up on the phone one day and I said, dude, what are you doing? I see doing acupuncture, you're doing nutrition. What are you doing? He says, all I'm doing is adjusting the spine. I said, well, that's what I did for 17 years. And I didn't see any of this stuff. So that's number one, what happened. Number two, I got a, a letter from my grandmother, uh, 80 years old, Christian woman. Basically, I've still, I've still got it sitting right over there, basically saying she was ashamed of me and I should be ashamed of myself for, for wasting my life, for wasting my life selling Kirby vacuum cleaners when I had the potential to go out and, and change people's health for the better at, at, a, at a much more profound. Not, not that anything's wrong with selling Kirby vacuum cleaners, but I, I, I hope you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, and then the third thing was we were broke. And so between my wife and I, we have six kids and it was uh, almost Christmas. And I said, we, we don't have money to buy, buy Christmas gifts. Like, what the heck are we going to do? <clears throat> and finally, I just hit my, my breaking point. I said, we're getting back into chiropractic, but this time we're going we're gonna to do it the right way. I, I just, I was fed up. And so I opened back up. Uh, like I said, I had $1,000 to my name, 700 square foot office, 100% cash. I said, screw insurance. I'm not doing this crap anymore. I'm not following their lead. I'm not letting them tell me and tell my patient what, what I can and can't do. That's between me and my patient. That's between me and my practice member. And, and so I, I got rid of insurance. And um, I said, I'm going to, I'm, I set a goal of seeing 500 a week in six months. And so I set out to meet 100. Now I'm an introvert, believe it or not, like, like I'm an introvert. Okay. And uh, I, so I said to myself, I've got to meet 100 new people and invite them into my office for an assessment, hundred new people every single month for six months. That'll give me 600. We'll see where we're at. And I was going to take it month by month. To, to see what my closing rate was, you know, and see if I needed to tweak those numbers as I went along. And what happened by the time I've got to the third month, it wasn't, even, it was about two and a half months. It was almost three months. I didn't even have to meet any more new people anymore because the patients that were coming in were bringing their friends and their family members and they were bringing their coworkers and it, it just blew up. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question or not, Nicole, but um, you know, that, that, that's, what it, that's what it took for me was and and by the way, my my initial care plan uh, when I first opened, I don't know if you Nicole, if you got or if you guys talk about you no know, uh, care plans with with uh, the students, but uh, I never had well I had care plans in my previous practice like three times a week for for four weeks, twelve visits, and and let's see what happens after that. Guess what my PVA was? Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. Okay. My new pr my new practice my my. Uh, care plan was a minimum of one year, one year, 100% cash. And I had people that were paying in full for one year in advance for this. Okay. In order to do that, you've got to not only believe in what you're selling, like to the core, like to the core, right. But you've got to build so much value in that truth that, that whoever you're talking to buys into it. Right. Absolutely. You know, one thing you had mentioned was the testimonials. And I know a lot of students coming out of school, just starting practice, they don't have those. And there are a lot of resources where they can get them. The uh, Journal of uh, Vertebral Subluxation has them. If you get Christopher Kent's on purpose, there's constantly case studies there. What did you do initially to get testimonials when you had no testimonials to really that's, give? That's a great question. Uh, I used other doctors' testimonials. Bingo. Okay. Other doctors that I knew that had success, I asked them, and even other doctors, okay, even other doctors uh, 
their own testimonials. You know how many chiropractors have amazing testimonials as to why they got into chiropractic? I would put, by the way, my, my Truth of Chiropractic tour, when patients walk in, right, that included testimonials all over the place. I, I think I shared that, but also yeah. handouts that people could take with them with testimonials with my, with my contact info at the bottom. And so when I first started, I, I didn't have any of these testimonials. So I borrowed other, and, and, and I didn't say they were mine. Okay. I didn't lie. Uh, but what I would say to people is I would say, listen, um, you know, and I had to differentiate myself. So this was a big deal. So when I, when I went out to uh, networking meetings or I went to, uh, you know, even a Saturday night get together with people that I didn't know, you know, you ask what they do, they ask what you do. Oh, I'm a chiropractor. And what do they, as soon as you say chiropractor, what do they think? Oh, you right. do bad backs and bad necks. Some of them say, yeah, I'm glad I don't need you. You know, why do they say that? Because they don't have neck pain or low back pain. And so what I did was I followed that up with, I'm a chiropractor, but what I do is very different than a lot of other chiropractors in that I focus on the brain and nervous system. The reason I focus on the brain and nervous system because it controls and coordinates every other system in the body. So when it doesn't function properly, it's gonna cause health problems. So people that focus are, are patients that come in uh, and see brain-based chiropractors, they see results with things like, and I would throw out some testimonials that I had, right? And then when I got those own testimonials of my own, then I would say, so people that come in to see me in my office get results from boom, boom, boom. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad that you shared that because um, that that blurb, that conversation that you just really just rolled off your tongue, like it was like you, <laughs> like you say, Second it nature. <laughs> yeah, um, students can start doing this now, right? Yeah, <clears throat> they need to, they need to start learning. As soon as they enter clinic, they need to start practicing this. this listen, clinic is, is more about learning to perfect the chiropractic adjustment. Clinic in school clinic is about learning how to attract new patients, how to share the truth. This is where you practice all this stuff. Yeah, you're going to mumble it up. You're going to garble it up, whatever. That's where you learn it, right? And so when you get out, boom, you're, you're off and running. It, it took me a long time to get that down. I practiced day in and day out when I brought associates in. They did not see a new patient in my office until they could say this stuff, until they could give a tour, until they were totally sold on, on what we were doing. Right. Yeah, they have to own it. Absolutely. So what does a daily visit look like in your office? A daily visit? Yeah, somebody comes in. What's it all about? Uh, they walk in the door. Um, listen, I, I still have zero employees in my office, okay? Um, so they walk in. Uh, I've got, I'm still in my 700-square-foot office. Uh, I'll say to them, uh, Mr. Jones, why don't you head to room one? It's all ready for you. Uh, I don't ask how they're doing. This is a key. Don't ask people how they're doing every time they come in. This is my own philosophy. And I know a lot of other chiropractors agree. Every time you ask them how they're doing, what are they thinking? Oh, they want to know how my symptoms are. Right. And more, more than likely, they want to know how my neck or low back pain is. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you're focused on the brain and nervous system, okay, I, I, yes, you, you care about their, their symptoms, but you care about something much deeper than that, okay? And so you don't ask them every time. So Mrs. Jones, why don't you head into room one? We're all set. Um, they walk in, they've been trained, okay, to walk in. They get their piece of paper out, they lay down on the table because I want gravity off their spine. Uh, I walk in, I give them their adjustment. They stand up, you know, I do um, basically about a minute. It takes me about a minute to adjust them. 
about 15 to 20 seconds of that is tick at the table, okay? I, I plant a seed in their mind about the truth of chiropractic every single time they come in. I don't care if they've been coming to me for five years. I don't care if they referred 50 people to me. I've got to assume that they don't get it. They don't understand chiropractic. And so I'm planting those seeds constantly, all the time. So I've got, you know, 15, 20 second script of tick at the table. Uh, what we do is we choose a topic for the week. And I have every single day of that week, I have a 15, 20 second script that I, that I share on that topic for the week. Not neck or low back pain. Again, I hope you guys are getting this theme, right? Um, they get adjusted. Boom, Mrs. Jones, the power's back on. She give me a hug, give her a hug. Uh, we walk out the door, I'll see you, uh, you know, depending on when they're coming in, if they're already on a care plan, or they're already, all of them are already on a care plan, but if they're, they're already in the schedule, I'll see you next time at this time. If they're not in the schedule yet, I make sure that they get in the schedule. Key point, they don't leave their office. They don't leave the office without being in the schedule, okay? For yeah. students, make sure you understand that. They don't leave the office without being in the schedule, yeah. okay? So that, that's, what, that's what my office visit looks like. Okay. I don't think... I, I don't think it wowed you, but that's it. No, it that's beautiful. Totally wowed me. Um, I want to highlight something because I, I train a lot of um, first-year doctors, so doctors that are opening their own practices. And um, a lot of them believe that they have to have this huge space and spend all of this money and take out all these huge loans. And so I, I teach them how to open a practice um, with very low overhead. So I, I, I need to highlight this. You, you see over 500 office visits a week. You have no staff. It's just yourself. No in-office no in office staff. No right. in-office staff. Okay. Yep. And you do this all out of 700 square feet. Yep. Bam. Yep. And good for you, Love Nicole, in, in, teaching, uh, in teaching students that uh, both of you, if, if you're both doing it, uh, this is vital. This is so vital because what this does, this takes the stress off you. Patients know when when you are giving them a care plan based on your overhead or based on, you know, making your, I'm not saying that all docs do that, but when you're first starting out, there's there's a little bit of that going on. Like, holy crap, I hope this, I hope this patient accepts care because I've got to pay the rent this month, right? And so when you have a super low overhead, Man, like that, that is out the window. Like you are focused on what is best for them. They know that they feel it from you. They're more likely to accept care. And the stress, whew, uh, the stress is so amazing. Like it's, it's so much less than it was. My first practice, I had 3,500 3, square foot, 3,500 3, square foot uh, office space. I had a PT bay. I had you know x-ray machine. I had, I had to have all this stuff, right? Yeah. I had... Uh, three and a half employees, no, two and a half employees, um, one and a half. All they did was they build insurance and fight it with insurance, which was a mess. So yeah, it's, it's amazing when you, when you have low overhead, you don't have to worry about money. Um, you can just, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's how I opened my practice. When I opened my practice, I opened in like 1200 square foot that, uh, first a thousand. Then I went to 1200 square foot and I was at 1200 square foot for a long time, like 15, 16 years and saw 600 office visits a week out of 1200 square feet and did everything yep. I needed to do out of, out of yep. small space. It was, it was awesome. 
it's it's much better cool definitely so you had now that you are really telling the story how has that changed the ratio of people coming in for low back and you know there's still the public believes that's what it's for but now you're spreading the word um are you seeing more people with organic issues versus the traditional uh headaches and low back pain yeah so so what happened was when i got back in i i didn't talk about neck or low back pain at all okay i didn't promote it uh people knew i was a chiropractor so they you know i tell docs this all the time people if they know you're a chiropractor they already know you do neck and low back pain you don't have to promote it anymore okay you don't have to say another word that's it and so 100%, by the way, I, I did zero advertising when I opened back up. I don't know if I shared that. No. Um, what, I, what I did was I focused 100% of, you know, in the, in the first practice, you know, this is back in the 90s. Um, John, you could probably appreciate this. You know, you had to be in the yellow pages, right? Yeah. You had to be in the yellow pages because if you didn't have a full page ad or at least a half page ad in the yellow pages, people wouldn't see you. And so... That's where most of my focus was on during uh, my first practice, on getting new patients, okay? Time, energy, money, whole thing. My new practice, my focus is on educating my current following or people that I know about the truth of chiropractic. Time, energy, and money was spent on that as compared to more new patients coming in the door, okay? And so uh, when, I, when I opened back up, um, I, I started, um, you know, the, the, uh, a texting program where I text them on a consistent basis, uh, emailed them on a consistent basis. Uh, I had patient newsletters, uh, or, or yeah, not newsletters. I don't want to call them newsletters, but handouts basically uh, on the topic of that week, every, every week, uh, on that. Um, you know, I just, every chance that I got, I was educating them. I developed systems, you know, what we'll talk about systems maybe later, I'll throw this in now, but I developed systems so that they could bring their friends and family members to come and meet me in a, in a, in a comfortable environment, not in the office, but outside the office, an opportunity that was fun and inviting uh, where they can get to know me and they can learn the truth of chiropractic. And that just, that just brought more, more and more people in just referrals, referrals, referrals. There's no way you can go from zero. I don't, I don't care if you spend a ton of money on advertising, um, you know, and you're a great advertiser, you're not going from zero to 500 patient visits a week in six months in, in the chiropractic profession and, and get a PVA of 150. It's not, it's not happening. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that comes from the inside. Yeah. I don't think I answered your question, Nicole. I got off on a tangent. What was the question? <laughs> I, I don't remember, but whatever you said was awesome. <laughs> it was the, the ratio of patients initially. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was your question, John. I'm sorry. So, okay. so what happened was in the first year, uh, yeah, I still saw some patients that came in for neck and low back pain. Now, it was very important that when they walked into the office that my, I was congruent. I was congruent with what I was telling them outside the mm -hmm. office. So when I was sharing my brain and nervous system story, uh, when they came into the office, they weren't getting an intake form that talked about, you, you know, rate your pain and where's your pain and, and whatever. It was an intake form that was that was, you know, why are you here? So they could list pain if they wanted to. But then I also had a list of uh, like 25 or 30 conditions that were not neck and low back pain. And they're thinking, well, well why does my chiropractor need to know if I have PMS or why, you know, dysmenorrhea or, or whatever, right? Well, obviously I'm going to get to that, right? During my, my truth of chiropractic uh, story. Um, 
So the first year, you know, it, it was still probably majority neck and low back pain. Second year started to change. Okay, I started getting people coming in. And believe it or not, I think it was the second or third year. I started, for some reason, I started getting like 25, 26-year-olds coming in that had no symptoms at all. Mm. They just wanted to check out their brain and nervous system. Get that, man. Like, That's is great. that crazy or what? And so as I, sh as I share with docs, it was about probably about three and a half years uh, where I got to the point where the majority, and I want to say the majority, you know, I'm talking probably 70, 80%, and the majority of people coming in had nothing to do with the chief complaint of neck or low back pain. And by year four, it was, it was basically non-existent. Most people that came in had something else going on. They didn't, they, 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 they may have, they have, may have had neck or low back pain, but it wasn't their chief complaint. It wasn't why they were coming in. So it, it takes, it takes some time, but now yeah. here I am. Now here I am six and a half years later. Like I, I'm, I, I don't need new patients anymore. Right. How so, good does that feel? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, during COVID, I could have blown up during COVID. I had so many patients coming in saying, you know, I'm concerned about my dad or my mom. I, I want to start getting them adjusted, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or my brother or my sister or whoever. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not accepting new patients. I, I mean, seriously, I could have like blown up all over again. Yeah. Well, great. gentlemen, we are getting close to the end of the time that um, we had allotted for this, but I do have one last question. Okay. It's going to be a doozy. Could... I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important. If you could give one piece of advice to a chiropractic student right now, what would it be? Oh man, one piece. I've got so much, so much advice I'd like to give them. Uh, you know, <laughs> As I think as a chiropractic uh, student, I, I would tell them um, to, uh, to, to focus on the brain and the nervous system. Regardless of what you're learning in school right now, regardless of what you're being told maybe by instructors, do the research, okay? Get into some groups, uh, get involved with some docs that know the truth of chiropractic, uh, that know the research, share, surround yourself with with the testimonials, with the doctors, with other students that want to focus on the truth of chiropractic. Over hundred years ago, okay, it started with the brain and nervous system and somehow it got pigeonholed into low back pain and neck pain and it's crap and it has to stop. And so we've got to turn this around. So students, let's go, let's step up, let's get involved, get get with some docs, like these docs here, uh, like, like me, like, you know, a, a lot of docs out there that are brain and nervous system focused, brain-based chiropractors, and that's where we need to move this profession if we're going to get out of this pigeonhole. Great. Amen. Be brave. Yeah. John, why don't you take us home, man? Close us up here. All right. Well, we had some great information. Clint, thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, maybe in the future we'll have you back because half an hour is a great amount of time until you're flooded with content and we just can't get it all in. So I really appreciate you sharing with us. And I'm sure the students will get a lot out of this. And that's the whole purpose of this, to really get the students to get a foothold because it's a slippery slope when you're in school and you're coming towards graduation and you're not sure which direction to go. And they need these things to grab onto. And we really appreciate you sharing them with us and with them. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
Thank you. And I heard today a little rumor. I hope it's true. You're you're speaking at um, Elite next weekend at the boot camp. Uh, yes, I am. All right. Then I will see yeah. you next weekend. Friday night. I'm be yeah, awesome. I look forward to it. I'll be there. All right. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you, Thank you very much. Take care.